You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different here. I decided to have some fun and interesting segments that are going to be now included in every single podcast. So we're going to be going over a lot of cool different stuff, whether it be some studies or some really good facts, some really good tips, some really good pieces of technology, all centered around helping you attract more women, become more attractive, and have a really great dating life. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast, right? Is to help you in terms of your dating life and finding the girl that you want. So, you know, I'll also be leading with you with some inspirational quotes, different things like that. So I got a bunch of different segments. And if you have any suggestions, you can always email me, trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line segment, and I'm always happy to take your emails. So yeah, let's let's get started here and let's go into some things. But I think it's going to be really cool to go through some of this stuff. I think it's going to help you out a lot and just give you some of my you know opinion on what's going to help you in terms of becoming that attractive guy and just learning more about how women think and and the best way to go about this whole dating process, right? So let's get into it. One study that I found said that over 50% of single people report that they haven't been on a date in two years. So this is an interesting study. This study was done by Neil Clark Warren. And again, over 50% of single people report that they haven't been on a date in two years. Now, why out of all different studies did I choose to share this one with you? Well, this frightens me. It it definitely frightens me a lot. You know, this is this is really interesting. The fact that there's so many single people and over half of them have said that they haven't been on a date in two years. I mean, I'm not completely surprised. I'm guessing the reason that probably is, is because more and more people aren't listening to this podcast. No, but in all seriousness, I wonder, I really wonder why that is. I, I think that you know, right now in our society, it's so easy to just really cut yourself off from people. You know, we never have to leave our homes. We can do everything from home. Some people, like myself included, work from home. You can do your shopping from home. You never have to leave. You never have to go out. I also think the rise in this is due to the rise that I've heard about in terms of depression and anxiety. You know, why now are more and more kids and more people on antidepressants? You know, there's a lot of different reasons. I think one reason could be the fact that social media is slowly deteriorating our self-esteem. I honestly think that. I think that because we only see, you know, the best of of what everyone's doing, well, we get this FOMO sense, right? We get this fear of missing out, thinking our life is not good enough, or thinking that the only way to have a good life is by doing all the cool things that everyone else is doing that you see on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, the cool things that people are doing on Snapchat. And it just makes you feel like your life isn't good enough. We feel like we're not good enough at a lot of times, you know? And I don't know. I think that that is a key contributing factor to the fact that people maybe haven't been on a date. You know, they're not pushing themselves. They're not ready to to go out there and meet someone because they're dealing with their, a lot of their own issues. 
And I don't blame them. You know what I mean? It's like you want to be your best self before you go out there and meet someone. I totally agree with that. But can't believe how shocking that statistic is to me. Over 50% of single people said they haven't been on a date. I really hope that that's not you. I hope that, you know, out of all the listeners on this podcast, and there's a lot of them, I hope that you have been on a date in the past two years. And if you haven't, let me tell you, the way to escape this is to implement all the stuff I talk about on this podcast. There's almost 200 episodes at the point of recording this podcast, and there's a lot of great information for you to use to be able to learn how to talk and to flirt and to be able to attract women. So please go out there so you don't become one of these statistics in terms of being in that 50%. It's so sad. All right, next, let's go into my recommended apps. That's right, recommended apps to help you in terms of meeting more women. Now, you might be thinking, oh, Trip is going to say Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or JSwipe or OkCupid or any of those other ones. No, I'm not going to say that. In fact, what I'm going to be talking about here is a different type of app that indirectly, and actually, well, I shouldn't say indirectly, really directly helps you in terms of dating. And that is Pokemon Go. Now, I'm not kidding here. Pokemon Go has overtaken Tinder as the most frequently used app. And it's argued to be a great dating app because it actually helps you meet more people in public. So what does that do? Well, that ensures that you guys already have a common interest and it goes beyond the kind of superficial, right? You already know you have something in common with each other, but it also encourages spontaneous dates. Now, Here's the thing. I know Pokemon Go maybe at this time isn't as big as it was a year ago, but I know that it's still huge, okay? And people are still doing it. And so I'm not saying, oh, go do Pokemon Go. If you have no interest, then fine. But all I am saying is that Pokemon Go has helped people actually get out of the house, get more exercise. It's actually helped people go out and meet more people. So no, it's not just about doing Pokemon Go and meeting other people who are doing Pokemon Go. But one of the big things is you getting outside of your house and having the opportunity to be able to meet other people gives you an excuse. And I was saying before, and the other statistic that people probably aren't leaving their house to meet other people on dates, or maybe they're not using the apps too, but but either way, this is an excuse. So this kind of brings me to helping you. What other excuses do you have to be able to leave the house and meet other people? I mean, listen, I, I'm all for dating apps when you can do in the convenience of your own home, but I, I really strongly think that cold approach is one of the best ways to be able to meet and attract the woman that you like. It really builds the skill of being able to attract someone in person because eventually you have to be in person with them anyways, right? That's the reality. So that's why I really push people to do cold approach, going out and talking to girls and not just swiping and not just going on online dating sites, right? So anyways, it's not just about, oh, use Pokemon Go, but hey, if you already like that or that's something you want to try, do that to get you outside of the house. What other things do you have going on in your life that you can use as a way of getting out of the house to do something fun, to have an interesting life, but at the same time, give yourself the opportunity to meet a new girl? So that's kind of you know one of the bits of advice on today's episode is really helping you, you know, get to a point where you can make it more of a habit to get out and to meet more girls. It's so easy now to stay at home because everything is right there. We have Netflix and HBO Go and and our phones and our social media, we never have to leave. We never have to leave because all entertainment can purely come from being inside. 
And this didn't happen 30 years ago. You know, yeah, we had television, but only with a certain amount of stations. If we really wanted to socialize or do anything fun, we had to leave. I mean, there's only so many board games you can play by yourself 30 years ago. But anyways, uh, that's a big tip for today's episode is go out there and find something. What is it that you like that will give you the excuse to leave the house? Here's another study done that I wanted to share with you that I just thought was really interesting. It's a study conducted by J.A. Hall and C. Zings and S. Brooks in 2014 that found that only one in three men, so follow this, okay? One in three men, so that's what, 33.333% of men, and only one in five women, that's 20% of women, can accurately detect if someone is flirting with them. I think that's actually kind of interesting. It, it makes sense to me. So that's kind of saying that more men than more women can actually detect if someone is flirting with them. I, I initially thought the opposite. You know, I, if someone said, who do you think would be better at detecting? I would say that women are better at detecting and they are very good. They're very good. It's kind of in their nature to be very flirtatious. Girls are just very flirty creatures, always being kind of sweet and nurturing and joking around and teasing. They're, they're great at flirting and women are not. But I see why this makes sense here. And the only way I can make sense of it is I think that guys usually have a clue, usually have a clue if a girl's interested in them. I know that you might be like, well, that's not me, how you know, but I think you do. I think intuitively you kind of have an inclination. You might not know for sure if the girl's flirting, but you're picking up vibes and you're questioning it in your head. I think maybe women question it more and can't really detect it because I don't think that they can really read men as well as they think they can. Really, I think it's more difficult to read a man because a man, well, we're not naturally flirty people. So it's difficult to know, is a guy flirting? Is he interested? Is he just being nice? You know, I think it's more difficult for a woman. I think maybe they're a little bit more confused if the guy's into them, right? Or they have that famous book that they read called he's just not that into you. It's like, they're not sure. They're not really sure what's going on. If the guy is interested, he's not interested. They never really know. And I know that guys have the same problem, but I still think intuitively men still know. And again, I don't think this is even necessarily an argument between who knows better, men or women. Uh, but it's interesting statistic here that most men and uh, less women can actually detect it. So that was kind of mind-blowing and I wanted to share that with you. And what can you do with that? I mean, what what can you what can you take away with that? Well, I mean, nothing much except for the fact that you should at the very least learn be in that 33.33333% of guys who can accurately detect if a woman is flirting, right? And how can you know? I'll give you some signs right now. You know a girl is accurately flirting with you if she's asking you a lot of questions, if her body language is very close to yours if she's smiling, if she's giggling, if she's touching you, right? If you're seeing a lot of these different signs, well, then right there off the bat, you know that a girl is flirting with you, that she's interested in you, right? Lots of smiles, lots of giggles, if she's teasing you at all. By the way, those are all the things that you need to be doing when you're in conversation with the girl. You need to be smiling at her, giving her good eye contact, teasing her a little bit, you know, playfully touching her arm, you know, those kinds of things. Those are signs that you're interest in her. That's the flirtatious signs right there. So make sure you're doing that and also make sure you can detect it. All right, let's go to the next segment called Quora questions. So people ask questions on Quora and uh, it's actually cool. Maybe I'll, I'll get some cool stuff from Reddit to reddit.com. They have a lot of good ask Reddit posts where people just ask questions and 
other random people answer and you kind of get a great peek into the mind of how people think and also just interesting stories and it can make you think. So on this segment, I get to pick out something interesting to share with you. And this is kind of funny. This is a good one. So someone asked on Quora, what's the biggest turnoff on a date? And this girl, Lauren answered, she said this, you have a great smile. He said, cutting me off mid-sentence. I barely managed to say thank you before he continued on. What color are your eyes? It's hard to tell out there. He took a large gulp of sangria, staring at me. They're light blue, but they quite often look gray. He jerked his straw around in his drink, stabbing at the pieces of fruit, before leaning back in his seat to stare at me again. You're going to be great for breathing. Okay, so if that <laughs> the way I said that didn't make sense to you. Basically, this girl was telling the story that she sat down, and this guy was like, you have a great smile. Oh, what color are your eyes? Oh, they look blue. And then he just sat back and said, you're going to be great for breathing. Oh my God. First of all, that is one of the most creepy things that you could ever say to a girl. I surely hope that you are well uh, aware and, and, and conscious of the things that you're saying to a girl and how it could affect. So this is, of course, this is a big turn off. You're great for breeding. Basically, what is this doing? This is subcommunicating to a girl that you only care about having sex with her and also you only care about the offspring she's going to produce. So this is saying to a girl that you don't care about who she is as a person. And let's be honest, girls care about that. They want to know that you care about them and they're not just using them for, for sex. Now, listen, at the end of the day, if you and another girl are just having casual sex, that's not the end of the world. But what I'm saying is no girl ever, ever wants to be thinking that she's being used for something. And that's exactly what this guy was saying here. You're going to be great for breeding. And he just says it in a creepy way, like, what a weird scientific way to talk about the idea of having sex with someone. Like, ugh, that's so strange, right? So please, please know from this, don't say anything as creepy and weird as that. And also, make sure that you know that a girl, if you're on a date with her, she cares how you perceive her and how you view her and how you treat her as a person and not as an object, because that's what he's basically saying here. This is called objectification. This is the idea of saying that women are just things and they're not people. So I hope that we're learning from this, that we don't treat women as things. They are human beings, just like you are. You have emotions, you have wants, desires, and needs, and so does a woman. So no, she's not going to be great for breeding. And you know what? Maybe this guy's just a little weird and he was trying to give a weird compliment, but that's just not the way to do it. So that was Lauren's answer to a biggest turnoff on a date. All right, let's go to a quote here. Let's go to a quote. This is something I want to leave you with for the end of the podcast here. And this is a quote by this woman named Mandy Hale, who wrote a book called The Single Woman, Life, Love, and a Dash of Sass. Now, I haven't read this book because it's for women. It's not for me, and I'm not recommending it to you. I have no idea if the book is good. But I just found this quote, and I really liked it. And it's a way of helping people through a breakup. And I totally agree with it. She says, one of the best times for figuring out who you are and what you really want out of life, right after a breakup. So that's what Mandy said. That's what Mandy said. She said, one of the best times to figure out who you are is right after a breakup. And I think that's interesting. It's something to really dive deep into. Why do you think that is? First of all, I agree with that. I think that that is a really great time to figure out who you are and what you want, you know? Because when you're going through a breakup, it really offers you to be in a growth period, right? You're in a super growth period. You're all alone. It's just you, right? You just got broken up with or you broke up with someone. So you're in a very vulnerable position. 
whether you like it or not, you know, either you're very heartbroken or you had to break a heart, but now you're not, you know, you're not around that person anymore. So this puts you in a place of growth because you're going through such an emotional period. You're going through pain. You're going through a time when you need to kind of fix yourself, right? I'm hoping that people go through a breakup sooner than later, try to figure out what they can do to feel better. And I'm hoping that one of the things you don't do is just go off and start dating more girls. Now, I do recommend that uh, to some degree is to go out and, and meet other girls, but maybe the best idea here is to not do that and work on yourself. And I think that's what you know this girl Mandy is saying. One of the best times to do this is to do it right when you're in this period of super growth. A lot of people learn a lot about themselves because they're going through a struggle. Anytime that you go through a struggle in your life, you're going to learn something about yourself. And hopefully you learn something and you grow from it. Of course, we could learn something and do nothing from it. I think some of the common things that we might learn after a breakup are how we can deal with pain, how we can deal with being alone, how we can support ourselves emotionally and not have to worry about if someone else is helping us, right? It really gives you this opportunity to say, hey, I'm all by myself and I can figure this out. And that's one of the greatest opportunities you have. It's one of the scariest. It's one of the hardest, right? Of course, it's really hard. It's hard to be on your own after a breakup because after a breakup, you're so used to being with someone. So I think that's a great lesson there. And I think that if you're going through a breakup now and you're listening to this or, you know, you're going to, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're just starting to date and you're starting to learn how to attract girls, you're going to go through a breakup. Don't be scared of it. Be optimistic about it. Even though it's going to be painful, it's going to be a period for you to grow into a better person. You're going to look back and you're going to say, hey, I really turned into another person after that. Hopefully someone for the better, right? Hopefully you're not using any external substances to make you feel better because you're in some sort of depression. You know, a lot of people will go to drinking, they'll go to drugs, they'll go to partying, they'll go to just binging TV and not doing anything and just kind of eating a lot of food and not taking care of themselves, not doing a lot of self-care and just trying to get quick fixes of dopamine to make yourself feel better, but that's not the way to do it. The real way is to build yourself, is to do some growth, is to listen to podcasts like this and learn how to you know, become a more attractive person. I already gave you a tip today earlier on, right? I said, you know, one of the one things you can do to meet more women is to have a hobby and do something that gets you outside the house. So hopefully that's something that encourages you, inspires you through a difficult time like a breakup. Remember, this is Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Hope you enjoyed today's episode with different segments, and I hope that uh, they were interesting enough for you. If they are and you like them, please review my podcast. Just go to iTunes and leave a review. It would be awesome to hear from you. And you know what? If you don't like it or you don't like something about the podcast, I want to hear from you also. Of course, I would love for you to give me five stars, but I want the truth because I always want to be creating better content for you and information that's going to help you become the attractive guy. And just real quick, what I want to do here is I want to do a shout out to some people who recently reviewed the podcast because, like I said, I'm going to do that for you guys. It makes me feel really good. So, uh, Fenderply6204 said, This stuff works, brother. Thanks for the help. Uh, Rorky said, This has helped tremendously with my transition to college life. Great podcast to listen to with tons of different topics. Love it. Awesome. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And hopefully I get to hear from you. And hopefully it is five stars. We'll see. Doing my best here. All right. Take care.